Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Crust. And ASMR. No, I'm just kidding. You sounded like the ASMR guy. I know. I tried to get close, that. and I just want to, you know, I'll listen to the very beginning to see if it changes anything. Maybe we should almost eat our mics. Like, this is very close. My lips are almost grazing the mic. To the mic. And, you know, if you do see, like, some podcasts, they have, like, those, like, swivel arms. I like, and, like those. And they're, like, no kidding. Like, I'm holding my mic, like, right here. I like those. I think we should invest I think we should in do. the swivel arms. I think we should, too. When? I think we should announce it. We're well, moving. We should. We're, we're, again. We're moving. You tell them the news. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell them the news. I did say we, and I kind of jumped the gun. My bad. <laughs> I said, we'll tell them the news, and I just jumped no, the you gun. Just, I said, no, I said, you tell them. No, it's exciting. You didn't Woo! jump the gun. We're moving. The uh, yes. the church is doing some new construction areas, and mm-hmm. we're building a college room for us college-age folk. Mm-hmm. And they said, do y'all want a podcast room? And we were like, absolutely Actually, we do. it was more like a, ah! Yeah, yes. I was like, yeah, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> they were like, yeah, if y'all want a podcast room, we'll just like wall off a room for you real quick. I was like, absolutely. So they're, what, just now starting to frame? Or yeah, but it's like maybe it's, within the week or so. It's an existing space, so the real realistically, it will take probably three whole weeks to finish it. I mean, it's not like it's a big deal. Yeah, there's already what two walls, and then there's like a couple of pillars, so they just have to like go in between the pillars. So it yeah. it it won't take too long. No, but uh, it's still exciting. Like, yeah. I don't know how long we'll be here. Maybe the next couple of maybe two or three episodes, and then we'll be gone. Or we'll who knows? I don't know. But we're going to decorate it. It's going to look awesome. Maybe some swivel arm mics. Quite excited. I mean, really. <laughs> Can't contain myself. We're blowing it out of the water. Yeah. And also, I'm drinking coffee. Coffee in Christ is back. It's always been here. But now we're drinking coffee. I'm not. I'm just drinking. That's pretty good. Yeah. This is K-Cup McCafe. McCafe. Um, like coffee cake. And it's actually quite nice. I think I'm, I'm trying to be proactive. And I, it just means I'm getting older. I just don't want to drink coffee at 5 p.m. because I might not get to sleep. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's a big deal. Sleep. I know I've some people who are, is just, are like really weird like that. Yeah. Not weird, but like that's just how their body processes caffeine. Like like Mason, he like, after even like two, maybe it's even earlier, mm-hmm. he just can't, he can't have it. He can only have decaf. Wow. So you can drink decaf. That's true. But like he has a, like if he has it like sometime after like, Two or three, mm-hmm. he has trouble like falling asleep that night. But me, I can drink something at, you know, coffee at ten, and I'd be asleep by eleven. So see, I, I don't know. I can't do that now. It just doesn't affect me. I've drinking so much. It just doesn't. You drinking? 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 I have drank. consumed. Is that the right? <laughs> you drank so much. I drank so much that it just kind of it goes right through me. Like it doesn't even. I don't process it. It's just. You process it. It's you just, just does, for the caffeine. Taste. Doesn't go, in your. I guess, well, I guess it does. It doesn't matter. My thing is, what I'm trying to do, speaking of coffee right now, I am not started yet, but I I want to train myself. <laughs> I want to train myself to drink black coffee. You just got to you know, start start sugary, like literally tomorrow before work, go to Starbucks, go to Dunkin', go to somewhere, get you like a sugary drink, and then just the next day, Lighten it back just a little bit. I more. want. I, I think real men drink black coffee. <laughs> you know, Barry Daniel, black coffee. Oh yeah, man. He's a man. 
Okay, I'm sure. Does your dad drink black coffee? Man, yeah. my dad uses creamer. Feminine boy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> he uses creamer. Okay. You're here just life. <laughs> but he does not drink black coffee. That's really funny. You're like um, men drink black coffee. Like my dad. <laughs> No. <laughs> Ty, black coffee. These are all my friends that I'm mentioning. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I can't do it. It tastes like dirt water. Don't you like the, the scotch oatmeal one? I do love that. I would like to order some more. I'm out. Get some for but, um, the office. But I would love to have... I love that coffee. I would, okay, I don't say I love it, but like I can drink it and not want to throw up. Like I do enjoy the taste. I mean, I'm not, if I had a choice of like a mellow yellow or that, I'm going to pick mellow yellow. But, but, I like it where I can drink it and not be like. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I mean, I get that. Yeah, I I prefer to drink my coffee like smooth. Like my uncle Josh, his is like can start your car. Like you can replace your oil with his coffee kind mm-hmm. of deal. He he likes it strong. But uh, we'll get some Scotch oatmeal. If y'all don't know, Bird's Cop, no Bird's Cookie Company. It's uh, I don't know if it's global, but it's it's kind of like a pigeon forge area. Uh, they make scotch oatmeal coffee, and it is fabulous. Like, it's one of it the smoothest so tasting coffees I've ever had black. It is. Mm. I'm going to order a bag right now. I mean, y- I've never seen Dylan drink black coffee. Like, en- enjoyable. And that's, like, the only one I've ever seen him like, well, this is pretty good. And, like, finish a cup. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. So. It's a big deal. I love iced coffee. Yeah. I could I could drink black iced coffee and be okay. But, I mean, I don't love it, but but I could do it. Okay. Well, I, I said but, we, just, we start like sugary, and then we'll just like work our way off. Anytime I mention that I drink iced coffee, all men are like, <laughs> "I drink iced coffee." <laughs> I mean, like regularly, like all the time, and everyone's no. just like, "Aw, no, you're not a man. I no. am a man. I'm a man. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am a full grown twenty three year old man. Yeah. That." Does not like black coffee, but again, I'm working on it. That's all right. At least you're working on it. And I want to be an I want to be an addict. Like Barry Daniel drinks black coffee all day, and I want to be that guy. Yeah, Poppy. my breath should always have a little coffee on it. Jerry Wood, black coffee all day. I want the I want it. I want to do it. Poppy doesn't drink water because he says he gets his water from coffee. That's not recommended. I'm not saying you do that at all. But that's just what he says. So, and he's he's he is kicking good. So, might as well, you know. That's obviously not the worst thing you could do. So, uh, well, let's. Apart from our good thing of moving and Dylan being adventurous with coffee, we have other big news. Yes. Did we share that last week? I can't. We're gonna do it again. We're in a new warehouse. We are. We, I think we did. Now that I mention it, it's okay because now the warehouse is is it's almost fully done. Like get flushed out. We have a forklift now we that do. I bought off of a man on the side of the road. Yep. Just a man. Just a man. There's a bunch of beehives. Somebody came and worked on it, but it works great now. A bunch of beehives, a bunch of wasp nests. Oh my god, no. We're not breeding bees in no, there. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a little. <laughs> they came to service it today, and that guy's like, yeah, I cleaned like four wasp nests out of it. I'm like, yes. ain't much, but it's on its way. <laughs> I was like, it's all without And then I lifted right Jackson up on it. As a just you know, test it out, and then he not got OSHA stuck certified. Up, he got stuck up there. I like, wouldn't come down. I was like, it's not moving. <laughs> it's not coming down. I had to like lift me off like dirty dancing. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we're in a new new warehouse. It's awesome. We're excited. We're almost completely over there. As almost. of Friday, we should. 
Yes, I'm gonna get a bottle of water real quick. Right. I won't say we are there, but I'll say we should be, just in case something happens. I have no oh, idea. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, while Dylan's getting some water. Do you have any other good things? I mean, I did you do it first. Uh, well, these, these are, are my good things. What else do I have? I got a haircut today. Um, uh, I got evaluated um, with my job, so and all good things came back. So that's that means we're moving up in the world. Well, who did your evaluation? Uh, How credible was it? You're the one who did it. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. His evaluator, shady guy. Shady guy. I don't know. He might have had like a. I don't know. He just had a look in his eyes. But no. I don't know why I just got up, by the way. I'm sorry. That, that's a first. Thirsty. Was... It's a first for everything. Coffee's back. Getting up during podcasting. Thirsty. Or... thirsty. Parched. But uh, no, that's it for me. Like, it's been a good week. What about you, Dylan? Oh, it's been a good week. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Most, sorry. Most of my good things were also involved with moving at work. So, um, but... You know, this is a big deal for me to talk about. I'm not going to mention names. Okay. I'm, I'm quite... I don't even know. I've not told you about this. I also had my evaluation not done by Jackson. By, Sadly. By my father. I don't know why he doesn't ask. But Friday is a monumentous occasion. It is. This Friday? This Friday. Two days from now. Could you guess why Friday is a monumentous occasion? Anybody, I mean, anything besides we're going to smoke some chicken. We are. For lunch. Trying to think. But besides that, okay, you're not going to guess it. So, I was shamed a few months ago by, you were one of them, my father, my other friend Ty, that I spent too much money getting my hair cut. Not me. You were shamed. You shamed me. You know how much I spent for my haircut today? How much? $40. Really? I thought yours was usually cheaper. I bought <clears throat> shampoo. So okay. that's another 16 on top. But it's around 30 Okay. Maybe you didn't shame me as bad. I know there was a comment came from you about it one time. Oh, yeah. Because I always but, have to pick on you. But, especially today, the whole time. <laughs> my dad shamed. Ty shamed. I mean, just people... Over and over, just badgering me about how much my haircut cost. Mm-hmm. So I let I listen to the voices, and I let them win because, and I'm not going to name names. I moved barbershops <gasps> to a different one, away from the one that I loved, because I was tired of the slang talk. So what I'm hearing is you're letting other people I let, decide your happiness. How terrible! So. How far I'm you've gone. I'm blocking out the haters. You. So, <laughs> so I, I decided, you know what, maybe they're right. Maybe I need to save some money. And I've been going somewhere else. And they do a good job. They do. But nobody cuts my hair the way my old hairdresser did it. Well, go back to her. I'm not done. You are are you finished. Friday? So, I thought about this a lot. I thought... About the decision to do I leave the place I've been going for a few weeks, you know, actually a few months, really. I've been going to see this other lady, and again, she does such a great job, but it's just not, it's not the one that originally cut it. So, Friday is my first appointment back with my favorite haircut lady 
in the world. It's like the prodigal son, kind of. And honestly, I'm going to have to go with my tail tucked. Because, I mean, she's going to know I've been going somewhere else. So I'm going to walk in and be like, hey. Because she's the type of person that, like, we were honestly kind of friends. <laughs> like, she she knows me. Like, we're kind of friends. She knows about my life. Like, it's not like I'm just some stranger who just left. Like, she's had to know that I've been going somewhere else to get my hair cut. So I'm a little nervous about how that conversation is going to go. But it's a big deal. Like, I'm honestly, I was thinking about it last night in my bed. And I was just like, I'm so excited. Well, the hair is all I have that goes for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only good thing about my physical appearance is my hair. Stop. And my eyes. I have pretty Stop. eyes. <laughs> so, I got if, if it takes $58 every other week, then that's what it takes. I don't. So, I don't judge you. I I feel like I don't judge you as much. I you do don't as much. People. I know you some don't. people do. They do. But I decided not to let the intrusive voices win. That's not right. to let blocking out the haters. Not to let my friend Ty push me to that point to where I listen to what he says and take his advice over my happiness. That's right. You don't let him. I actually, I just said that because he's in the room. <laughs> you know, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> so that's that's honestly I'm, I'm thrilled I'm good like I've been happier the last three days I guarantee you if you went to my girl Alex she would take care of you better. I'm not going to drive to freaking Timbuktu every two weeks to get my Livingston. <laughs> I'm not going to Livingston every two weeks Alex I'm a plugger she's awesome your hair looks good he got his hair cut today it looks Thank great you. he was getting a little shaggy she, I was it's because she went to Disney and just messed it up and I wasn't going to like I wasn't going to like cheat on her I was looking at. I did. So I was. I was. I was doing something the other day, and I had to like wade through a mountain of hair to get to your forehead. Exactly. I don't know what I was doing, but I don't remember either. But it it's bad. I was it like, was bad. Get that mop cut, boy. <laughs> you know, like, it was bad. It was getting a little shaggy. Well, People I'm, I'm just. Confusing me. I've been sleeping. I'm not going to go into details. I've been sick lately. And I've not been sleeping good. The last three days, I have slept beautifully. I'm good. And so I'm like waking up and I'm happy and the front door is open right now. Just saying. You but <laughs> you get into this. I'll go close. So I'm just I'm excited. I'm really excited about getting my hair cut, you know, um, by the right lady. And again, I'm not gonna name names or anything, but get my hair cut and then, you know, I will plug her. I don't even care. Amanda at the fade room, amazing. Like, you may pay a little bit more, but you know what? You pay for quality, and she is the best. But that's been my week. Very exciting. I heard a quote the other day that's not to do with hair, but you can kind of apply it to anything. This guy applied it to art because he loved art, and he said, art's free. Taste. No, art is... Yeah. I guess art is free. Taste is expensive. So, your haircut... It's what you like, then. It's what you like. Okay. Well, here's here's the reality of it. I mean, this is I, I I do truly, I and I think you do too. Some people disagree with me. That's fine. I don't mean you see eye to eye on ninety nine point nine percent of everything, <laughs> but this especially, like you in your life, you get what you put into it, and that is financially. As well as, you know, the, your everyday life, I guess. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if I go to McDonald's, sure, I can eat dinner for 
I can. If yeah. I'm short on cash or whatever, like I can go to McDonald's, get a Big Mac, I guess. I never have one, but you can, I guess you can get them. Six, seven bucks, there's your dinner. Or you can go to O'Charlie's and maybe you pay 18 Yeah. But the quality's better. Mm-hmm. And I so do. I'm willing in my life, I'm not saying I'm just a snob. I don't yeah. want anyone to think I'm a snob. Did you eat McDonald's? But like, I do like every now and then. Yeah. But I do like to pay for quality. So if I'm paying a little bit more for my haircut, but I know it's going to be good, I'm okay with that. Like, it's the same thing with our business. Like, I'm not the cheapest guy in town, but I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. You know, if I can pick up the phone and just, like, if I call Amanda and say, hey, I have this emergency funeral to preach tomorrow. Could you, if it was 10 o'clock at night, is there any way you could cut my hair? She would come in and cut my hair. Like, or like if a customer called me and said, hey, I need this, I'm going to do it. I'm going right. to take care of you. It, it's a big deal to know you're going to be taken care of. Yeah. You know, so, again, do not misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not a snob. Yeah. Not, but I think, do you agree with me on no, that? No, I agree, yeah. Like, we're not snobs, but I mean... I'm not going to let money, like, like dictate my happiness. Exactly. Like, like, if I'm going to go to a restaurant and I want a steak that's $25, by golly... I'm gonna get a steak. Yeah, we what we have. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm not gonna say like I'm just gonna go into debt. Well, yeah. to, to do that, but if I have the money, and I'm like, you know what, I did good today. I'm gonna have that steak. Like I'm not gonna be like, you know what, I could do that, but I'm just gonna go over here to McDonald's. You know, right. I'm I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Sometimes I crave McDonald's and I want it. Yeah, but I mean, not very often. <laughs> but, it's what you want. Yeah. We'll so it's just you just. Have, in life, my philosophy, totally my opinion. We're not even talking about the Bible right now. But if you've got to pay a little bit more, as long as you're not going to debt or you're not, you know, not paying a bill to get your hair cut. You know, if you're missing your electric bill to get your hair cut, <laughs> like there's Priorities something is here. wrong, yeah. you know. But as long as you're good, like, and you, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. As long as you're saving some money, paying your bills, giving back to the Lord. It's all matters. So that's my spell. That means, I, I guess, long story short, good week. Good week. <laughs> I don't know how I got, <laughs> that was like how 15 I minutes of good week. Got into that. But good week. I'm rested. My eyes aren't red anymore. I have to tell you all this funny story that I'll be done. Okay. My mom, good woman. She's awesome. I mean, she is a good woman. She is a saint. But I went over to their house Sunday, and where I've not been sleeping well, and I wear contacts. If I don't get enough sleep and I put my contacts in, my eyes turn red. It's normal. Yeah. Because my, my eyes are not rested enough to support contacts. So I go to my mom and dad's house Sunday. And I've had some, I gotta have some surgery. I gotta have my tonsils taken out. You know, no big deal. But tonsils, what a lot of people don't understand, they're connected to a lot of things. And they make you sick very often if they're, if they're infected. I've been sick a ton. Yeah. So anyway, I'm getting over it. Go visit my mom and dad. Sunday, my mom is like, oh, son. <laughs> like, she's so worried about me. She's like, I just think, and she's like naming off all these things, like my blood pressure and how I just have sleep apnea. And she's just like, I'm just so worried about you that you're just not going to be with us. I mean, she's like going into like oh this. I mean, she's like, like lecturing me. She's like, you really need to take your health seriously. I'm like, my, my eyes are red. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with me. But she's just like, on and on, and she's like, maybe you should come stay with us for a few weeks, and, and you know, just, I'm speechless, because I'm like, I'm she's getting insane. this lecture 
because my eyes are red. She's a saint. And Ty was like, you should have just told her you were doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Easy solution. But I was just like, <laughs> and my mom was just like, are you feeling all right? I'm like, I feel fine. Like, tonsillitis-wise, I have been through the ringer. Like, I'm not even afraid to say it. My eyes may be a little red. But anyway, it just makes me, I got up this morning, and I, they, today is the back, they look the best today. I looked at my eyes, and I'm like, I should send a picture to my mom. Be like, look, I'm not dying. <laughs> like, look, my eyes are white again. <laughs> she's so, a saint. She's a good Christian woman. She is a good She's woman. the definition of a Southern conservative Christian woman. She is, and she's awesome. She is. You she's, sound just like her, too. Huh? She's just... <laughs> anyway, she got lost in the hospital last night. I don't know if I told you this. Aww. So my dad's been in the hospital the last couple of days. He's home. He got to go home today. But my brother-in-law brought us dinner. And um, so he texts us at whenever um, he was at the door. And was like, hey, it was dark. So the security guard, the doors were locked. He was like, hey, I can't come in. The, the doors are locked. Can anybody meet me at the front entrance? And so the front entrance was like on the opposite side of from where we were. Oh, yeah. And so mom's just like, well, I'll go meet him. I need to walk. You know, my ankles are swollen anyway. Because <laughs> of where she's been sitting. Yeah. So like, I'll go. So she like goes out on a flannel, an old pair of sweatpants, and some house shoes. And she's just <laughs> aimlessly wandering the hospital. Because dad's like, well, you know how to get there. And she's like, no, but I'll find it. It's no big deal. I think I did tell you this. So then she, <laughs> well, anyway. 20 minutes goes by. I mean, it's been a, a while. And Josh comes in with the food. But my mom's nowhere to be found. Oh, my gosh. And so my dad goes, oh, where's Amy? <laughs> like, wouldn't it? And she, he, Josh goes, I've tried to call her four times, and she won't answer the phone. And oh. so I completely, it's kind of funny because we, we just kind of started talking and didn't like look for her or anything. <laughs> so I ate my entire meal, and 20 minutes later... 40 minutes have passed since the original text message that said, I'm at the door. 40 minutes have passed. And Bob just strolls in. She's like, hello, whoever you are. <laughs> and Dad goes, where have you been? And she goes, I've been wandering around. I forgot your room number. I didn't know. Oh, and she literally no. was lost. And she told us that the elevator didn't come to the, that floor. The elevators that she was on did not stop at Dad's floor. And so... I I asked the nurse. I was on the elevator with the nurse when I went home. I had the personality of a tree. You know, I'm trying to be nice and like talk to her. So it's just me and her in the elevator. And I went, I have a question. And she goes, hmm? Like, like she didn't hear me, but she's actually not. She did hear me. But instead of saying, okay, what's your question or whatever, she just goes, hmm? And I went, a question? And she goes, I know, what's your question? She was kind of rude. And I was like, do all elevators stop at every floor? And she goes, last time I checked, I'm pretty sure they do. And I just went, okay. And she goes, any reason why? And I went, I just wondered. My mother. So anyway, it was just a funny oh. funny story. My mom's a good woman. She's so sweet. But let me be quiet. I mean, good grief. <laughs> I mean, wow. Matthew. Okay. Matthew, chapter 22. We had a little little. It stopped recording. There, I don't know why. So but... it might sound weird later, but it's fine. Yeah. But it's Matthew chapter 22. We're hopefully going to finish off. Uh, the last half, we're picking up in verse 34, and if we remember, Jesus has been going through a series of tests, the first one about the wedding feast and taxes to Caesar, and then the third one was about the Sadducees asking about the resurrection, and now we're on to round four. 
You want to go? I'll go. I'm just in a talking mood. Okay, I've go, been talking go crazy. the whole time. Go crazy. Um, 34, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees and they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him yet again. And so he said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. Uh, Jesus taught, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Perfect. And so now they ask him a simple question. You know, what is the greatest law? And so the rabbis at the time had a ongoing debate about, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this at Smithville. We were there after a Baja missions meeting and uh, Dan and Jonathan were talking about the same thing and how the rabbis kind of had a debate on laws that were light or not as important and more that held more weight or more weightier of some kind. And, you know, you can read about that more in chapter 5, verse 19, and then we'll get into a little bit of it again in chapter 23. But this specific command Jesus is talking about is from Deuteronomy 6, and the Jewish called it Shema. This was just a, it was repeated twice daily by faithful Jews. It, it expressed total devotion to God, you know, and, you know, that it says heart, soul, mind. That refers to the entire body. And Jesus gave them the answer that they wanted, and then he took it a step further uh, with loving your neighbor as yourself because both of them together summarized the entire law. Uh, in other words, every one of those 613 commandments of the law is related to ensuring our love of, of God and the love of others. You know, then you, know, you have to ask your, yourself, then why would you have so many laws if one and two are the greatest? And, you know, Paul answers that in Romans 7, but... You know, the law was given so we could recognize that we were sinful people and we were going to fail. You know, our sin nature prevents us from doing, you know, what's right. And it didn't matter how many laws we had. You know, it, if God only gave us two laws, we still would have to find a way to violate them in some way. And so this kind of is a, you know, that's why Jesus came. You know, God wrote these 613 laws, which clearly spell out how we sin so that, now, as we sin, we can clearly see the necessity of Jesus coming and dying for us. Now, without him, we wouldn't have any chance of heaven. And now, this argument between the lawyer and Jesus isn't finished. You can read more about it in uh, Mark's gospel in chapter 12. But, uh, no, actually, you know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about this. This is what I was going to say about that before we move on. Go ahead. You know, 613 laws that the Pharisees and the Sadducees had mustered up. <laughs> 613. It's crazy. You know, what makes me laugh is, not laugh, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's a serious topic, but what happened, and, and this, is, this is my opinion, I'm not talking gospel here, but, you know, how 613 laws. Think, think about that. It's crazy. You know, you think about, I don't even think about the laws of Christians. When I hear the word law, I think of like things that I can't do, mm -hmm. you know, and so many people in Christ, they, they give Christians, we get a bad rap because they think, okay, well, all you, all you are is strict and you can't do things. You know, that's what being a Christian is about. Yeah. And the Pharisees and Sadducees, and, and Dan said this, Dan Goley, the minister at Smithville Church of Christ, um, what Jackson was talking about earlier, he mentioned this in his lesson um, Sunday night, he said, 
the Pharisees and Sadducees have the right idea in the beginning that they wanted to live a righteous life. Mm -hmm. But the 613 laws, that comes from you read a law and you're like, well, we could do this. And then four more laws come off of that. Right. Then somebody else reads it. Well, you could also look at it this way. And then four more come, you know, and so until you get 613. Right. And so they had the right idea, but they messed it all up. So I'm going to make a blanket statement about these couple of verses and just specifically about them testing them. So we're kind of bleeding back into last week a little bit of just this broad topic of Jesus continuing to be tested over and over and over. And we made the comment last week, you know, we're not fully going to understand the omniscient power of God. And we need to understand, we need to accept that. We're not going to understand all of it. But people, you know, non-Christians, let's just talk about non-Christians for a minute. Most of them, most people who are unchurched, who don't know Christ, they have the right idea, but they fall into the trap of the Pharisees and Sadducees. You know, in Christ, I don't want to think about all of the things that I can't do. You know, can I get drunk? No. Can I, you know, I'm not, I don't want to go into a bunch of stuff. I mean, as Christians, I will say that we, we do, quote unquote, live by a set of, I don't even like to call them rules, but I'll say it for this, at least Standard. for this. We, we live by a certain set of rules established by God through the scripture. But as Christians, we need to think about what we can do. Think of all the things that we can do through Christ. Think of all the opportunities that we have through Christ. You know, and again, let's go back to, to the non-Christians, to people who are unchurched. They have the right idea. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be a bad person today. I mean, there's a <laughs> few. There, there may be a few. You're right. Yeah. Okay, but I'll say 90% of people, they don't wake up and say, Today I want to be a menace. Today I want to just be feral and wild and, and, and break laws and, and wrong people. There's not many people in the world like that. Most people, they want to be liked. They, they want people to respect them. They, they want to be nice. Most people, yeah. I mean, I've met people in my life that, that are not. Okay, but most people, they don't want to be bad. But they don't become Christians. They don't read the Bible, they don't want to be involved in it because of two reasons. One is the stereotypes that have been established about church people. Mm-hmm. Okay? But the second part, the biggest part is they think that we serve a God that can't be pleased. Yeah. And that's what's, that's what's happening here. The Pharisees and Sadducees, they have blown this out of proportion with the 600 list, list everything that we can't do. Mm-hmm. Don't be like that. We serve a God that wants us to succeed, that wants us to live. But so many people don't because they're like, well, because of this, this, and this, because of my past, because of this situation, because of and they and they don't wanna they don't wanna serve God. Yeah. Because <laughs> because because of the same idea that the Pharisees and Sadducees are going through. You know, 
do we do I number the laws and the standards that I live by? No. I don't think every day, well there's there's these rules that I gotta follow today. I don't think like that. Yeah. I think of, man, look at all the stuff I get to do today through Christ mm-hmm. because of Christ. And I want to please him because of what he's done for me. Right. And people don't view it that way. And um, I heard a, a lesson. These aren't my words. I wish they were. This is a good sermon. I may have to, <laughs> may have to borrow them for a sermon. But you think about Christ. Okay, we, we just got done with, with Christmas. And, and again, we don't know when Jesus' birthday was. But December 25th is kind of the holiday that we set by to celebrate Jesus. That's great. Anything that makes somebody think about Christ, I'm all for it. Right. But think about Christ dying for us and let's let's think about the crucifixion for a second and i promise this this i'm going to tie this back in don't think i'm going on a rabbit trail but think about the crucifixion in christ and jesus died for our past jesus died for sin but he also sacrificed himself for non-sinful situations that still pulled us away from god you know because you can be down on yourself and you can hate yourself because of a non-sinful situation. Yeah. And people think that because of these situations, I can't be a Christian. For example, you know, well, my parents were terrible people. And because of what they've done, people look at me this way, I can't be a Christian. Jesus died for that. Mm-hmm. Jesus died for sins that you didn't even commit that are associated with you. Jesus died for that. Okay, or, you know, a few years ago, you know, maybe I got really upset and I blew up on this person, didn't sin, you know, didn't call them names, but really just lost my temper at work and I blew up on this person and because of that, I can't be a Christian or I can't become a Christian. Or So I'm, there's these situations that so many people only associate the, the, the death of Jesus because of a sin. Because of sin. And that was the ultimate sacrifice to to allow us to get our sin forgiven. But he died for generations and generations before you of non-sinful situations that are keeping you from serving Christ. The Pharisees and Sadducees, they had the right idea, but they built up this wall around themselves because they had the wrong depiction of what Christ is all about. Because they're ultimately testing and testing and testing and just trying to, to get all the... That's not what Christ is about. And so we do the same thing. People who don't know Jesus, they don't give him a chance because of X, Y, and Z. But you understand that Christ died for that. And even if you didn't necessarily do something wrong, but you view a situation as wrong... Christ died for that and everything else in between. So don't let, again, they had good intentions. And honestly, and I, I, I believe this, I think 90% of the people that we come into contact with have good intentions. They really do. People are not by contract or by, by I don't know the word, people by generation are not bad they're stupid, <laughs> but they're not inherently bad. Yeah. Nobody wants to be bad. 
but they don't they don't want to commit their life to Christ because they have the wrong depiction of Christ. Yeah. Just like the Pharisees and Sadducees. Don't picture Christ as somebody that you can't please. Don't picture Christ as somebody who because of a generation thing or because of a non sinful situation or because of the sins you committed, he doesn't want you to fail. He doesn't want you to, to, to be in hell. That's not what he wants. He wants you to succeed. He gives you the tools to succeed. And that's what he's trying to do here. He's, he's giving the tools to succeed. And even when they're testing him, I mean, I would be so fed up at this point by what they're, I mean, I would be like, get away from me. Yeah. But it, they ask him, and this is where I'll, I'll tie it in and I'll be done. They ask him, okay, teacher, they're mocking him. Teacher, what's the greatest, what's the greatest command? What is it, teacher? They're mocking him. Yeah. And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. That's the first. The second, love your neighbor as yourself. And they're going to take that and blow it out of proportion. And he's still trying to teach them. He's still giving them the tools to be better. After... I mean, months of, of trial and badgering and testing and mocking. He's still teaching them what you need. And guys, in our lives, we can make all the mistakes in the world. But yet he's still teaching. And he's still hoping that you're going to fix yourself. And he's behind the scenes just going, man, maybe today's the day. Maybe today, if you know, if I'm not a Christian, maybe today's the day that Dylan will, will, will at least think about me. Yeah. Maybe today's the day that, that he'll understand that I'm a loving God. Yeah. And that I want him to be my child. That's the way God works. And it took me a long time to understand that. Yeah. But that's the way God is. I mean, yes, we have. There's certain things we have to do, but when we do those things, it's like, okay, good. Yeah. You know, so many people just think that God's out to get them, or that when they wake up in the morning, he's just immediately disappointed. He's not. Yeah. It's please, like he's begging, and the Pharisees and Sadducees, they they just don't get it. They don't understand, but they have the right idea, and so that's that's what I take from that is, so many people. They have the right idea. They have the, they have good intentions. Yeah. But they're just not seeing it the way they should. And that's what's happening with the Pharisees and Sadducees. Right. So you can keep reading. I'm done. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll read now. Verse 41. Now while the Pharisees were gathering together, Jesus asked them a question saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How is it then that David in the spirit calls him Lord saying the Lord said to my Lord sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet if then David calls him Lord how is he his son and no one was able to answer him uh, answer him a word nor from the day that anyone dared ask him any more questions and so Jesus asked him a question about the the long awaited Messiah and they reply correctly with the son of David because we have to remember this is Matthew's gospel. He's writing to the Jews. They believe that the Messiah would be a descendant of David. You can find that in 2 Samuel 7, verse 12. And then Jesus then cites Psalms 
ten, uh, one ten. And uh, this is it's a famous messianic text. We'll quote it a lot in the New Testament, and and it just says that David calls his future son his Lord. And to the Jews, that makes no sense because the father would always be greater than the son or the grandson. And so Jesus then just asked them to explain it, and obviously they they couldn't. So just to put it in simple terms, Jesus was David's descendant, but in divine terms, he was David's creator, David's Lord. You know, John 1, 14, you know, the word became flesh. Jesus is God who came to earth to live a perfect life for you and me to meet the standard for heaven that us alone can't meet. You know, then he died on a cross to pay for our sins, and in that way he did all that was required for us to be saved. He did all the hard work so we could be saved. And just playing off of Dylan, you know, just because you lost your way once doesn't mean you're lost forever. We mess up constantly, every day. That's why Jesus came. You know, we see it all in the law that, you know, there's so many of those those laws because they continue to show us that we needed Jesus for our salvation. And you think about how much we need Christ, you know, we're, we're, we're nearing the end of Jesus' life in, in this account. And very shortly, he's going to be mocked and, and beaten. And I'm pretty excited about reading that and going through that. I, I love talking about the crucifixion of Christ. Yeah. Because to me, that puts everything in perspective. Right. Some people, maybe not. Some people don't like to talk about it. I love it. It's amazing. But anyway, you think about... All that he's dealt with, you know, we all have people in our lives that test us, that, I don't don't want to say the word annoy, but just people in our life that kind of a pain in the butt. Annoy (laughs) a pain in the butt. I know, I shouldn't have said that, but I mean, they're just, we have them. Whether we want to admit it or not, there's people that you're just, sometimes you're going to take a deep breath and go, okay. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think that's sinful. I think that's just human nature. Just but, me, yeah. but Jesus and all that he's done, I mean, the Messiah, he's, he's explaining, attempting to explain and wanting them to understand the Messiah and the, 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 the divine term of, of who he is. And But again, we have the situation that we read about that they're continuing and continuing and continuing through his entire life to pester and to bother and to be pains in the butt. That's what they are. And they're always trying to catch him and they're always trying to, to, to throw him off, you know. And we see here in verse, immediately to verse 41, now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asks them. And so... Just, just to speak on that for a second, that he cares about him enough that he's still inquisitive and he's still trying to teach after for his entire life they've doubted him and they've, they've bothered him and they've tested him and they've tried to make him look like a fool, but yet he says, okay, what do you think about the Christ? That, that, that was just, that's what how the ESV translates it. He says... What do you think about the Christ? Capital C. Whose son is he? You know, so he's he's trying to teach them, and he's like, okay, I'm going to ask them 
about this. I want to see what their response is. Because he still cares about them. He still cares. Yeah. And so, again, they're not understanding exactly what he's trying to teach. Okay, and again, in Matthew's account, they answer, well, he's the son of David. And so he said to them, how is it then that David in spirit calls him Lord? So I want to, I just want to talk about Jesus' Jesus's mannerisms here with dealing with these people in a way to teach and say, this is how Jesus deals with us. If you want, if you want a picture of how Jesus, how much he cares about us, how much he, you know, how he deals with us. It's the same way that he deals with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Because they ask him, okay, the son of David. So they respond to the question. At that point, if it's me, I'll be like, okay, right but wrong. You know? <laughs> and move on. Yeah. Like, yeah, but no. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, okay, so they answer the son of David. And he said to them, okay, instead of saying, eh, close, it's, well, how is it then that David in in spirit, calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord. And so he, he's, he's trying to teach them over and over and over. And that's the way Christ deals with us. Christ, he, he doesn't, it's, it's not going to be a, a jumping down your throat. It's not going to be a, hey, you're stupid. Hey, it's, it's not going to be, well, you deserve to be in hell. It's not, it's, it's okay. <laughs> You're still not getting it. Let me try it this way. Let me try to show it to you this way. Let me try to... Guys, our entire lives... And I believe this. Our entire lives, Christ shows us things that are teaching moments for us. You know, I'll use one for example. This one, I thought about this the other day. And sometimes you don't understand what's going on in the moment. You really don't. So I'll relate this back to the beginning you know we talked about moving into another warehouse needing more space all this stuff and it it brings me back to i'm sitting in my church office at double springs i'm the youth minister i'm 20 and i get a phone call from my dad that says do you want to come back and work at action and my response was absolutely not (laughs) literally you can ask him nope and then the conversation goes on. I reconsider. And then he says, well, I want to open this cookable store of action. And my heart dropped to my stomach. The reason why is because here I am at 20 years old and I immediately have doubt. Like instantly my heart drops to my stomach. Because I'm like, oh, that seems all well and good on paper, but... What if it fails? Like, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. Or what if, what if I try and it and it doesn't work, and then my dad's disappointed in me, and and I'm disappointed in myself, and I've wasted money. I mean, this all, all these this this avalanche of doubt just came into my mind, even to the point that we had a grand opening for this store two years ago, and I didn't like it, like, <laughs> because I'm like, what if this doesn't work? Like, what if this fails? And I'm a failure. And then I thought about it today. It kind of made sense. I was at the shop by myself for a little while and I was walking around at this massive new building that we've had to, to, to buy 
because business is so good. And Jesus is is teaching you it's all going to be okay. Yeah. If you trust me, it's going to be fine. And again, maybe you don't see it that way. That's how I look at things. Oh, yeah. That Jesus every day is trying to teach you something, to show you something, to make you interact with him. And we miss it a lot of times. But then there's sometimes that you sit back and you go, I was being taught. Yeah. And I didn't really. And, and sometimes it may take, like this lesson that I just got taught today was two years in the making. So I'm not saying that Jesus is going to teach you, you know, two times two. Okay. He may be teaching you long division and it may take two years to understand. But what I'm saying is that's how Jesus, that's what he's doing with the Pharisees and Sadducees. It's taken years of his ministry to make them at least understand a little bit about what's going on, but they still miss it. And so what I'm saying to you is if you want to know how Jesus interacts with you, read about how he interacts with them. Because it's going to teach you that he cares about you enough that every day he's going to teach you something. You just have to be able to open your eyes and look. And that's what makes me mad. You see the Pharisees and Sadducees and they're missing the point and you're like, just open your eyes and look. And that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes. Christians, non-Christians alike. Open your eyes and look around. And you'll understand, Wow. Jesus and his divine power, he cares about me so much. Me, personally. He just taught me this lesson. I just, I witnessed it before my eyes. And there's billions of people on the earth. But yet he taught me that. Mm -hmm. That's how much he cares about you. But yet, we miss the point. So, don't misunderstand the teachings of Jesus. Because I know you don't have bad intentions. I know that you try to be a good person. I get it. But don't misunderstand what Jesus is trying to teach you. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, like Jackson said, I make mistakes multiple times a day. But that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't love me. He's going to teach me something. He's going to try to get me to see it one way. And that's what he's doing with Pharisees and Sadducees. That's what he's doing with you. Let him teach you. Let him guide you. And trust him because he doesn't want to see you fail. He wants to set us up for success. We just have to be willing to do it. So that's what I take from literally nine verses. No, that's perfect. <laughs> so, but anyway, we'll get into the next chapter next week. Yeah, chapter 23. The numbers are dwindling down. We're getting close. We're also We're working on our, our next series. We're going to go into um, season two. Yep, we are going to have a little soon term. Um, is it season two? Mm-hmm. We've not changed seasons. Okay, perfect. We have one season with 37 episodes. Perfect. We're going to keep going because so. there's still 28, well, not, there's 28 chapters. Who knows how many podcast episodes that's going to be. Probably right. a good amount because it gets good. So we hope you have a good rest of your week though. And my challenge to you, then I'll leave you with this. My challenge to you is... If you don't think Jesus has taught you something in the last year, maybe, I want you to sit and think about it. Sit and think about the situations that you've been placed in, good or bad. Not saying every lesson has a good outcome. Yeah. 
but he might teach you how to not have a bad outcome. But think about the situations in your life, the people that you're introduced to, all these things, and then tell me that Jesus has not spoke to you in a way, not directly, Jesus is not going to directly speak to you, okay? But through the people that you're around, the situations that you're put in, tell me Jesus is not trying to interact with you. Because I believe that. He will not speak to you, but Jesus interacts with us every day. You know, I was at Publix today. I was getting some sushi for lunch because Wednesdays is $5 sushi, so it was amazing. And there was just an older man there, don't know his name, he didn't say his name, but he leaned, he leaned down and he's like, man, I gotta get me a California roll. And I was like, amen, that's what we need. And he said, he's like, reminds me of uh, Okinawa. And I was just like, did you just visit? Did you live there? And he, he said that, no, he was stationed there. I said, I always wanna go there and visit just to see what the real kind of style of this is. And he's like, He's like, yeah, you know, you can go there for your school and everything. And I, and I proceeded to tell him that uh, I work at Action. And I sell heating and air units. And he's like, oh, you'd be amazed over there. They have those mini splits. They're so compact. They're, they're insane. Well, we get, kept talking. And for some reason, he mentioned learning a new language. We talked for about five minutes out of the blue. And he said, um, he said, you know, learning a new language is priceless. And I mentioned that I'm in the process of learning Spanish with one of our interpreters, Dom, from Mexico, where we do... Uh, our mission work at and he said man when God's at your back you literally can do anything you want and then he just said I hope you have a blessed day and walked off and I didn't, never saw him again in the store he's working tell me that Jesus mm-hmm. is not interacting that he's working way. I don't he doesn't directly speak to you I mean, that, and that's biblical truth but he interacts with you every day Christians and non-Christians alike you just have to be willing to look so have a great week. We look love around, you. Look around for Jesus' interactions. Jesus loves you. It's true. See y'all next week. Bye.